Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of 10 Thoughts, Countdown to the Longest Day. I'm your host, Anushkanari. In our last episode of this series, we'll get to hear from our final guest speakers, Ms. Janet Callahan, Ms. Ashlyn Fitzharris, and Ms. Erica Farrell. Ms. Callahan serves as the Longest Day Coordinator and Ms. Farrell as the Clinical Manager at the Alzheimer's Association Washington State Chapter, while Ms. Fitzharris serves as the Life and Enrichment Director at Ageless Living. We'll discuss Gentle Generation's work at the Alzheimer's Association and at Ageless Living, along with some valuable information and advice from the experts at the Alzheimer's Association Washington State Chapter. We at Gentle Generations would like to thank everyone involved for their support and contributions. From our listeners and interviewees to those involved with production, marketing, and advertising. We truly appreciate everyone who has helped us in our journey. From Gentle Generations, a very happy longest day. Callahan, why do you support The Longest Day? Uh, the Longest Day is personal for me. Um, obviously, I have a connection with it in the sense that my mother is living with Alzheimer's. My father is a caregiver at the age of 89, and I've lost family members to Alzheimer's. It's, it's a huge impact to our generation. And I also am always amazed at the people that do not have a connection but still see the, the consequences of this disease. And the longest day just kind of fits my personality. It's a basically do it yourself, do what you love to do event. And for those folks that love to get together um, and kind of have a date and join and do something on, on the walk, then that's fantastic. But this is also a chance for people to reflect and do uh, one of the things I love is when they do something in, in honor of somebody that they love that they've lost Alzheimer's and they do it on a date that's special for them. So in the longest day, you can, you can do it on summer solstice, but you can also do it like on your grandmother's birthday as a way of honoring her, or we could do something on my mother's birthday to honor her and my father who's her caregiver. Absolutely. As you know, Anchal and I are interested in partnering with the Alzheimer's Association because our grandmother had a neurodegenerative disease that was similar to Alzheimer's. So he and I have an indirect personal connection, but either way, we are very passionate about volunteering. So we're fortunate for the opportunity to get involved with the Alzheimer's Association. Yeah, and not only that, but General Generations is like the perfect organization to work with because you are able to do something that you love. And how are you able to reach out? You've done it in multiple ways by reaching out with memory care programs, with doing letter writing campaigns, doing art. You know, it's, it's kind of that do what you love and you are motivated by moving forward with that. Ms. Farrell, why do you support The Longest Day? Oh, gosh, I support The Longest Day uh, because, I, I mean, I think it's such a fun way to raise awareness about this disease and um, get other people involved. Um, other people who, you know, may have a story and may have a connection, um, but didn't know that there was an outlet to talk about it or an outlet to connect with others. And so, I mean, I love The Longest Day. Yeah, the longest day is, is such a neat one. <laughs> we 
We have learned throughout this podcast series that engagement with the elderly and especially with Alzheimer's patients is crucial to their care. Gentle Generations has been supporting the residents of your facility with letter writing, birthday cards, reading programs, and news stories. Let's talk a little bit about the reading programs that Gentle Generation provides. Uh, at the end of our stories, we always encourage our audience to ask questions and share their feelings about the stories they've just heard. What impact do you see in your senior citizens who participate in our reading programs? We see a variety of different ways that they can interact with that. So I would say the majority of our residents here are further along in their journey with Alzheimer's. So it's a little bit different than someone that would say, you would say would be an assisted living who can really sit and think about what they're hearing and process what they're hearing and then interact back with commentary or have a discussion. And most of the time we find that they just like having someone come in and tell them a good story because all that we, they see on the news is just negative, negative, negative. Or to hear uh, a new story about, say, like a puppy that was rescued. And it just it brings them that instant gratification. And that is a huge thing for us is just giving them that instant feeling of the, the warm and the fuzzies, as we like to call it. And that emotional response, they may not understand why they're feeling the way they are, but that will stay with them throughout the day. And it just prepares them to have a better experience. Absolutely. That's wonderful to hear. I know that we've shared a couple of stories about those who have reunited after the pandemic. There was one story about a pregnant lady who saved kids in the water. But I know that whichever stories we read, we try to have that instant gratification that you're talking about, where it's immediate happiness. Such strategies are especially important for Alzheimer's patients because that helps with cognition and memory loss. Ms. Callahan, as a person who both works as an advocate for Alzheimer's patients and personally cares for your mother who has Alzheimer's disease, can you share with our audience how initiatives like our podcast are needed to elevate awareness about Alzheimer's? It's it's almost crucial for it. Um, one of the things that I think everybody, um, you know, your family has experience with the motor neuron disease, anybody that is in that umbrella of dementia care. Uh, you're so you're so concerned about making sure that your loved one is comfortable and doesn't get frustrated that sometimes they seem to be a little bit isolated with it. One of the things that I loved about the Alzheimer's Association as soon as my mother got her diagnosis and we really started getting involved with it was they had cards at the table and it just says my my partner has um, has memory issues you know please be patient. And you can just give that to the server. That's just one of the many ways that you can go ahead and get them out in the public and give them that kind of actual grace of time so that they can have the patience, so that they might need a little bit more time ordering a dinner to go over the menu items. It might take a little bit longer for us to get through a meal. But doing things like that and getting my mom out um, 
just out in public and getting a meal is so heartwarming for her. And when she runs into somebody that knows her, it might be awkward when they don't realize it. And I can kind of pass them that card too. Um, so one of the things that the Alzheimer's Association really has is, um, is 10 ways you can help a family living with dementia. And that's kind of a critical piece of getting people out out and helping helping them out. Because sometimes it's, it's difficult when they say, oh, I, I need, if you need any help, let me know. So like, here are some 10 ways that you can go ahead and help them without having to ask. Touching on one of the things that you said, we've actually discussed in a previous podcast episode how important representation is, especially in media and culture, um, but also just being able to share with others that patience is needed and that support from even complete strangers makes the process so much easier for both the caregiver, the person living with Alzheimer's, and for the loved ones um, and community around them. Um, we've had the opportunity to interview caregivers for Alzheimer's patients, and we've heard so many stories about the joy that their loved one experiences when they receive a handwritten letter or card. Could you share a little bit about how the cards that Gentle Generation sends to your care facility are received by the elderly there? Absolutely. Anytime that any of our residents are able to get their hands on a piece of paper, especially a card or just a, a nice a note even on just a sticky note, something as simple as that, just that act of having something in their hands that's palpable, that they can touch, they can feel, they can read. And especially when it's a positive note, it just, it sparks that moment of joy and they can carry it around with them. And that's what we find is they tuck it in their pocket, they forget about it, and then maybe 20 minutes later, they'll kind of feel around, they feel something is in their pocket, pull it out, and they get that moment of joy again. They didn't even realize that they had read it 10 minutes earlier. So just having those tangible things that we can give to them that spark those moments of joy throughout the day, throughout the week even, are just so precious to us. And we really thank you for all the hard work that you've put in to bringing those moments to our residents. It, it really, it just, it, there's no words to describe how wonderful that is. Of course, um, I know that my brother and I are really passionate about helping the senior citizens in your facility. Um, do you have any specific um, stories about senior citizens who have received a card or who have um, participated in a reading program that you remember? Of course. So we have, one of our residents is, I would say pretty far along in their journey and words are very difficult for them. They, what we call word salad, they try to get their point across, but it just kind of turns out to be jumbled. So it's really, it can be difficult for them to express themselves and receiving a birthday card. They don't have a lot of family, unfortunately, around anymore. So just having that piece of mail they were so excited they were practically buzzing with joy and they were able to say a full sentence of just how excited they were and how loved they felt about getting a just a birthday card so they were able to communicate in that moment it just 
sucked them back into reality. And it was so beautiful to see that and to be in the ring for that. It was, it was a magical moment. And those magical moments are why we do the job we do. Miss Callahan, why do you think that it's important for people to get involved with organizations like Gentle Generations and the Alzheimer's Association and share with their community what they're doing? You know, quite simply having like the website that you guys created for Gentle Generations. I still love everything from the logo to the about us. It just gives you that wonderful sense of here's a group that I I can trust. I'm in good hands. If you guys put the time and the effort and the love into it, I know that if I come to you and I need some help or need some assistance or I want to participate, you're going to be getting that back. Um, so that's kind of, I think, what you get with General Generations. And with the Alzheimer's Association, you know, we are a national organization. Um, there are other also Alzheimer's societies, like in the UK and in Canada. Um, America is a leader in the sense of the money that we turn around and put into research, whereas a lot of the others are a little bit more confined to doing programs and care and support. Um, so that's what makes Alzheimer's Association a little bit different is that a lot of our focus is on raising funds and getting that money that hasn't been coming in from the governments, even though we're, they're definitely catching up. So. Miss Callahan, as a society, what is the one thing that you think that we can all do to help patients with Alzheimer's disease? I think recognize that the people, the, the faces that we see with Alzheimer's disease and dementia still need to be seen. That memory care facilities are very open at this point and after COVID are welcoming for people to come in and visit. Um, and I, I've seen this the, the entire month just with some of the fantastic um, things that they're doing to open up for the longest day. And that a lot of people and, you know, Nishka and Anshul, you, you probably hear about this when you talk to people. Sometimes Alzheimer's and dementia is a frightening disease. Sometimes people don't want to know that they have it. And so knowing that you have something that there's not a cure for is a really difficult thought. Um, so when we are talking to people about Alzheimer's, sometimes there's that fear. So one of the things that we always want to turn over to them is that there are very good, um, uh, there's a huge amount of research on things that you can do that can help you continue to be brain healthy the rest of your life. So one of the things, I don't know if I talked to you on Shul about this, but it was the, um, the open water swimmers, the people that do kind of cold water swimming year round. Um, there was a really interesting Oxford study on it and they are tracking people that have are swimmers and they aren't just going to the local pool, they're going into local um, lakes and rivers and you have to adjust yourself to it, but they're seeing that they are not developing the plaque um, as much as the typical population is. Um, that's a very, you know, I, I'm not going to start doing cold water swimming because I don't like being cold. But there are things that you can do, such as doing um, board games, doing your crossword puzzles, staying active, doing dance. You know, there's lots of interesting studies on dance and memory, and not to even mention diet. 
Actually, I think that you've mentioned pretty much every topic that we've discussed in our episodes. I appreciate your answer just because it sort of encompasses everything that we've been trying to impart to our listeners. Do you have a message for young people like the volunteers at Gentle Generations who are passionate about making a difference in the lives of patients suffering from Alzheimer's? I think keep making it personal. Um, You guys have a innate ability to work with technology and resources that um, a lot of the people that are living with Alzheimer's and the dementias and motor neuron diseases just can't even fathom. So keeping it personal and keeping eye contact with them, you know, you and Anshul are so good about showing your face and your voice and sometimes just being heard is really important for them. Um, so, you know, one of the things that you guys had done was some artwork and, you know, it, it means so much to them and it's going to just make your heart swell and just sing. I am incredibly inspired by young people who, um, want to, uh, make a difference for people living with Alzheimer's and dementia who are interested in the field of aging and who kind of like look ahead and, and whether that's from, you know, you know, their own experience being, you know, in a family or in a community, um, recognize the value, right. in in our older adults and, um, the wisdom. And so I, I just, I, um, I just, I'm so grateful and thankful. And I would say, um, gosh, please stick with it. It is, um, I, you know, I think so important. The one thing that I have to say that I've learned throughout this pandemic is just, there's, there's so many wonderful people out there and you and your brother are definitely a part of that group that just felt the need and the the passion and desire to reach out to a community that was really struggling. And at the beginning, when everything shut down for the first time, it was so difficult to feel motivated and to feel like this is something we can accomplish and tackle and keeping the, just the attitudes of our residents at a high level was if we thought it was going to be impossible. It really opened my eyes and opened everyone's eyes here that that works with us at Aegis to how much good there is. And especially in the time where the news was just negative and the time that we're in now is such the opposite. Just being able to really feel that and to be supported in that way was so magical.